When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I drove yesterday. Hello? I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll drive. Hello? I did the whole show sheet. I was like, what is she wait, wait, waiting for? Happy Tuesday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was your day. Now I'm going to go double check. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was. Crap, it is me. Dang it. Let's Do start you this again. Let's yesterday? start this again. Let's start. <laughs> it was a mere 24 hours ago. If you don't know, we I alternate like, days I driving. I like yesterday was my day. But it's fun because happy Tuesday, guys. Welcome I'm happy in. to do oh it. Oh my gosh. Wow. I had such a brain, brain fart. farting. Yeah. Wow. It's oh unlike you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy, let me regroup then. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to PHOI Philly's podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, myself, Renee Washington. I think I'm here, guys. And also, got some exciting news. Uh, Dave P., excited that you're the first one in the chat today. I'm excited that we have 15 days until pitchers and catchers report. 14 days until they get on the airplane, which is what I'm counting. And there's a lot of us out here that are counting that because that's when the trip officially starts. Are you going to get actual <laughs> excitement knowing that yes. some Phillies, who are probably already mostly Southern of here, because why would you be cold when you're a baseball player? You know what I mean? I, I am going to get excited, actually. When they're I'm driving get... in their nice cars <laughs> over to Clearwater or taking um, a flight from Arizona. On the, on the 13th in 14 days. That'll, that'll give you a little extra pep in your step Because that, that means that it's happening. Like, right now, technically, it's... That's why I said yesterday. It's like when you get at the airport. When you were at the airport, your trip began Oh, when I was at weekend. the airport for nine hours? Yeah. yeah that was great. That's no, when trip it was started. torture because I wasn't there yet. But it started then. It didn't start when you landed in Florida. You gotta enjoy the journey. It didn't start when you started tea time. Yeah, it's gotta, um, you gotta enjoy the journey. Yeah, the journey's part of the trip. Yeah, except when you get delayed six hours, and then you're miserable, and you rack up a huge bar tab. <laughs> Nobody told you to rack up a huge bar tab, JB. Well, what the that hell else are you like supposed <laughs> to do in the airport for six hours? <laughs> you could read that magazine. You Okay. I did that. I read two GQs. I read a baseball <laughs> magazine. And I read Golf Digest. That's well, all I got. Well, if your headphones... Well, they were charged at that point. You can listen to some music. You can play some games on I your phone. I listen to some Jason Stark podcast. You I can really do a crossword nerd. puzzle or something. Crossword puzzles, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not very good at. I feel like this chair is very small today. <laughs> Just so... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm looking. Yeah, right? I feel really short here. And I'm kind of tall. Oh, no. Not the chair. Listen, every once in a while, a you, get the bad, you get the bad chair. Yeah, I think I got the no, bad that's chair. No, that's bad. I was definitely, I felt, and I can see it now. We're, we're even. If I, I start like shrinking, I I'm swapping out. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we've got 58 days until opening day. March 28th will be here before we know it. We're less than 
two months away, which is very exciting. I also want to give a quick shout out before we actually get into anything baseball because we are um, not talking baseball yet, anyways. Um, so in 15 I days, say, we'll get to hear that mitt pop. I had a cool moment, Jamie, and oh, I want to yeah? say congratulations to one of my childhood soccer teammates, Shelby, who just, Shelby? Had, just had a baby girl. Nice. And what makes it even better, she sent me a message that while her and her husband, Chuck, were in the hospital, she overheard my voice. And I was like, wait, is that Renee Washington? Come to find out her husband, Chuck, listens to our show every day. Atta so guy, shout Chuck. out to you, Chuck. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for congrats. your service. Welcome to be in a girl in the dad. military. And yes, congratulations to Chuck and Shelby, one of our listeners. Of the of our show uh, that tunes in every day to catch us. Love so it. I I was like, oh, this is that's such a cool moment. Shout out, Chuck. You're I in for to... uh, a world of joy, man. <laughs> L- raising little girls is uh, awesome. Yes, it really yes. is. I'm awesome. so excited for them. So congratulations as, uh, and thank you. As my mom was helping out yesterday uh, with the girls, and when I got home, you know, she was leaving, and my youngest Paige, who's two months and or two years and three or four months, whatever, uh-huh. she came running up to her and she goes, bye bye, poopy pants. <laughs> So, like, you just get stuff like that out of left field every day that just makes you laugh for genuinely, like, five minutes. Yeah. Um, I love Dave so says, Shelby with happy, healthy baby. Yes. All the love. All the love. Yes. It is funny because kids... They surprise you every day. As their personalities grow, they will disrespect you (laughs) so quickly with a straight face and be telling you about yourself. Oh, yeah. One day, Skylar looked at me as we were going to the pool, and she was like, Dad, your belly's getting big. And I was like, God damn, you cut right to the core of me. Yeah, they'll just, they keep it real. (laughs) They keep you laughing. They'll roast your ass. They definitely will. Strap in, Chuck. Don't take it. Have some thick skin and don't take it too personally. Definitely, definitely will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's wild. But that could be a whole conversation in itself. Listen, oh, yeah. We'll start the dad cast here listen, at PHLY no. one we day. Fi- oh, that'd be a great idea. We finally got some news, guys. That's probably why I was also having a brain fart, because I cannot believe what I'm about to say. Uh, the Phillies showing some interest. Oh! 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 That's a good note. <clears throat> I didn't tell me that was a good note. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was spectacular, Renee. I'm in awe of that note. Twice because it's not one but two veteran bullpen arms that have been linked to the Phillies. Definitely time to get excited, guys, because we've heard it come out. Matt Galb was reporting on it. It's something to be excited about. It's Phil Maton and Jacob Junis. And this is uh, and Scott Lobber's uh, little nugget here from um, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Apologies. Uh, who's apologies. the one that has these two? So this is this is great news because it's. Finally, something that we can get excited about. Finally, something that makes sense for the Phillies. It makes sense. I'm um, not excited yet. <laughs> not until there's pen No, what to I'm excited about paper. is the fact that the Phillies are at least in a conversation. Because, and I know we're going to get into today. Listen, we're, we've got guests that stands. We've got to get into our prospect of the day that we'll be talking about. But we also have to get into all the other news around Major League Baseball. Because ev- there's been a lot of one-year deals happening. And there's a lot of movement going on. And right now, the Phillies are sitting on the sideline. But they're getting back in the game with this. So, yeah, we'll see. Excited about this news, Jamie. I'll let you read the, the excerpt by Scott. Yeah, well, uh, we know Nick Maton, obviously, um, famously from breaking his hand when his brother Phil got a hit off of him in a pretty much meaningless game for the Houston... Wait, did I say that backwards, Tyler? You did. We know Nick wow, from breaking his hand. No, 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 no. Phil broke his hand. Yeah. <laughs> After Nick got the hit. I'll get there. You're, Coffee's you're, hitting. You're, you're, you're you know close. What? You're so I don't close. know what's happening. I think we're you both a little tipsy. Phil you got the two broke right his hand. It's, After it's letting up. Start. 
<laughs> a hit to Nick uh, in a meaningless. What was that game like? One sixty-two or something? Oh man! It was like it was, an, it was the end of the year. It and was the an end of the year. Clinched and the wild card spot. Phil ended up missing the entire playoff run in a World Series ring <laughs> because he suffered a broken hand after allowing a hit to his brother in a meaningless game. And now you might go, that guy's an idiot. There's com the competitiveness in there. Sign that guy right now. Like, if he's that pissed letting up a hit to his brother in a meaningless game, imagine how much he cares about an actual playoff run. Now, yes, it was stupid in that he missed his team's playoffs <laughs> and a chance to pitch in the World <laughs> but Series. But that's a great fit for Phillies. But, yeah. Everything Phillies. Like, I'm all about that. Get that guy with that fire in his belly uh, in a Phillies uniform. Uh, he spent two years in Houston. He's 30 years old. Uh, posted a 3-4-2 ERA across 135 games for the Astros. Uh, he missed that playoff run when they beat the Phillies in the World Series. Uh, Junis, the other guy, 3.87 ERA in 40 games for the Giants in 2022. Uh, he is 31 years old. You know, neither. I, I, I much prefer Phil Maton uh, yeah. than Junis. Tyler, I know Maton's been on your list uh, as, you know, kind of like a top five bullpen arm for you personally. Uh, why don't you tell us what you like about, about Maton? Yeah, I mean, the, the whiff percentage is off the charts, even as he gets a little bit older. He's in the 90th percentile last year. He was His worst of his career was in the 80th percentile. And if you want to get really, really nerdy, go look at this guy's spin rates. It's why I named the headline of today's show spin rate is because this guy is... <laughs> Nothing gets you going like a good spin he's rate perpetually <laughs> since he's coming to the league his bet his worst fastball spin rate is 89th percentile his worst curveball spin rate is 77th and last year he was 98 and 99 in those two Damn. stats this guy has good stuff i think he's still i, I i'm not so 30 sure. right in your prime yeah i was gonna as, say it's yeah the, and i said you know as he's getting older and he's not old he's only 30 but like i think he's getting better as he goes along and i i really do believe that this was just a case of the Astros we talked about they signed Hater and they might be a little bit cash strapped and they're they feel comfortable now with Hater, Abreu and Presley in mm -hmm. the back end of their bullpen and they're willing to move on from a guy uh, like Maytime but if you look at all of the expected numbers all of the whiff percentages the chase rates he, amongst the, the league leaders and exit velocity this guy excites me a ton. Right. Like, so like if you really want to nerd out on, on Phil Maton or on a pitcher, Phil Maton might be the guy to do it. All right. Well, this is what Scott Lauber has reported. Um, so he wrote that the Phillies are reported to have interest in them. This isn't the first time that we've heard Maton's name mentioned in recent weeks, but it is a new development around Junis. And the Phillies were in touch with Maton, according to multiple sources. Nothing has materialized. They've expressed interest in Jacob, a source said. So uh, they, with the idea that he'd be a fit more as a multi-inning swingman than a late-game option. And as Tyler, you were talking about the numbers that they've posted, definitely impressive uh, for Phil specifically. At that ripe age of 30, where you're experienced, you're knowledgeable, you've got an understanding of who you are as, an, as a player, you're ready to just be a plug-in piece, a uh, 3.42 ERA and a 4.03 FIP across 135 games for the Astros the last two seasons. Um, then, of course, for the other side, well, 
you know, the breaking of his hand was was huge. I, I loved um, it. Then for Jacob, a 3.87 ERA and a 3.74 FIP in 40 games for the Giants in 2022. So, uh, you know, I think Phil Maton definitely more of the uh, exciting of the two pieces. Oh, by far. Without a doubt. But I just am happy that finally the Phillies are involved with some sort of a move because as many of us have talked about and as we've mentioned on the show, just want to hear something. Just, just that you're trying. You're not complacent with this roster, and there's, there's some pieces that you're looking to potentially bring in. Yeah, my my fear in this is that Junis, uh, because he has been like that sixth starter before, might interest them more just because he has that capability of potentially being like that middle mm. relief sixth starter type. Um, but Maton is is much more appealing to me for a championship. Well, and, and the one uh, thing team. with the one thing with Maton too point. that I I want people to not expect in case you haven't watched a lot of this guy, he doesn't throw hard. Yes, at all. Like, was it? Are we looking 91, 92? You're looking 90, maybe. His average fastball Ooh. velocity last year was 80, 89.1. So he's living and dying by the spin. It's yeah, and that's the thing. All of his pitches have movement, so he's. And I think that maybe that's why he has a little piece of uh, there's like a piece of him in my heart. Uh, Renee and I were talking about, um, you know, my left-handed career not not <laughs> happening because I don't throw hard at all. Um, and so these guys that don't that throw junk and continue to ex- uh, succeed have a little uh, little special place in my heart. Well, as you mentioned, Jamie, 21 starts for Junis over the last two seasons, and Tyler um, is throwing his name out there, guys. We had this conversation off the show. He's a free agent. He uh, can be signed. He's available, and he's ready. So and if I'll someone's looking for... I'll sign for league minimum, too. Oh, he'll sign it. Basically, I heard he's cheap. Yeah, league minimum. He's available, and he's ready to go now, and we can ship you on down to, to clear water with the rest of the team. Yeah, there's, a, there's only going to be two or three spots available, so at most, I think they're going to make one move, and then, you know, probably probably promote two from within you know I read a, read a Gelb story last week where he thinks Weston Wilson's got a shot uh, a pretty decent shot at one of those two or three spots so mm-hmm. whatever move they do make if they do make that move it's probably going to be singular yeah. and like that's it because then you're going to name two spots uh, for guys you know that are probably out of minor league options uh, that have been in the system for a while so um, it looks like this is going to be the final picture of the team is hopefully that bullpen arm and then you promote your two best from within, and there's your 40, man. Well, I want to just say hello to everybody that's here really quickly. Uh, CMC, Dave, I'm Chris. I'm shrinking again. I was actually going to say that after I said hello to everyone. Stupid chair. <laughs> I can, like, feel it just ever so slightly sinking. I guess I'll just <laughs> let it go at this point. We'll see how low I get. Should I should I shrink my chair so we're the no, same height? No, no. It's fine. <laughs> It is fine. Oh, man. Yeah, well, hello, everybody. Taff K Yams, which always makes me think of yams every time I see you in the I, chat. Not a big yams guy. I, I, I'm like a scoop or two, and that's about it. I don't I don't want a whole bowl or plate of yams. I'm, where did yams come from? If, I mean, and they're sweet potatoes, right? Uh, they're sweet. The ground is where well, they yes. come from. <laughs> but, like, where, do, where does a sweet potato get called a yam? Like, who, who did that? Should we... Should we sh- should we search it? Yeah, maybe we should spend the next 45 minutes deep diving why the hell they're called yams. I oh, think that would why be they're bad for you. Bad for you? I thought they were good for you. They're not bad they for invite, you. Don't, no, don't, too, oh, don't too let much them lie them. to you. Too oh, much of when them. I was a child, I ate so much that my skin of actually... Sweet potatoes? T- yeah, uh, my skin turned orange. 
<laughs> no, I it did, did not. Yeah, I swear to God. No, it did not, Willy Wonka. I, I, I got an Oompa Loompa-ish hue to my skin, and I had to go to the hospital. And they were like, he can't eat that many sweet potatoes. <laughs> That's not true. I swear to God, you can call Eileen Lynch right now. I need to right see now. a picture. Uh, I don't know if she has a picture, but I will. <laughs> Wait, really quickly before you get into that, I see you're ready. You're teed up. And I'm, I'm proud of you, because you're, you're right on the money. Yams and sweet potatoes apparently are not the same. What? Yams have a rough, dark brown skin. That's often compared to tree bark. Their flesh is dry and starchy like a regular potato. And sweet potatoes have a smooth reddish skin, softer flesh, which is a weird word to describe a potato, um, when they're cooked and a sweet flavor. Who's, so that, you- who's that actor that uh, was into cannibalism? Arnie Hammer? What? Okay. He, he must really love sweet potatoes and all that flesh. Yeah. See, Kevin at... Irock, J Rock, words. Irock, It's saying uh, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. Right. So you must have been I eating sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes when you turn into an Oompa Loompa. Yes, it was, I was be, a sweet potato kid, but I should, thought they were yams. You should hmm. be a, an Oompa Loompa for Halloween. Yeah, again, you think? To embrace your uh, yeah. childhood. Memory. I, um, yeah, they didn't have uh, cell phone cameras back in 1983 or whenever it was that I uh, did that. Uh, and now I kind of hate sweet potatoes. So I think I OD'd on sweet potatoes as a youth. Oh, I've done that. I've done that. It's like when you drink something yeah. like and like gin for me, unless yeah. it's like super mixed. It's tequila mixed. for me. Jägermeister, I, I would throw up on this table just smelling it. Ugh. So like, I, I guess I'm that way with sweet potatoes. Yeah. And if you want some help <laughs> in the mortgage market, a natural segue from sweet potatoes and Jägermeister to mortgages, then I highly suggest you check out our friends at Mortgage CS. These guys are awesome. Uh, Mortgage CS stands for Mortgage Concierge Service. They're a white glove service. Uh, Alec and Ben are are the two you're gonna deal with, and literally, this is how uh, open and honest they are as a company. Ben is just gonna give you his cell phone number, and you might be looking for a mortgage in two years, maybe three years, maybe three months. He'll help you get ready for the process. Their entire goal is to educate and empower you because I've gone through the mortgage process now twice and it's a lot of work. It's horrifying. You feel like a fish out of water because you don't know a lot of what's going on. And Alec and Ben want to end that. They want to educate you and empower you and teach you about the process. Uh, They're a local company, so they're given full control of the lenders they work with, and they have a ton of great relationships locally and, uh, you know, domestically. So they're going to educate, empower you, and help you obtain ultra-competitive rates. And not only that, you're going to immediately feel a connection to these two that you feel as though they got your back and they're going to do what is best for you. So text Ben anytime, 267-391-7425. Hell, send him a picture of Phil or Nick Maton and just say, we need another Maton back in Philadelphia. If you just want to talk sports, the Sixers got blown out last night. Text him. You know, Tobias Harris was sick. He might as well not even have been on the court last night. Uh, you can text him about anything. You want to talk flyers? Just hit him up. Eagles, Clint Hurt, the ideal male body coming in to be the D-line coach. Ooh, a Th- unit. That guy is a unit. Well, text text Ben and just say, dude, that guy's a unit. But seriously, <laughs> they're going to have your back. They have exceptional customer service 24 hours a day. They will get back to you right away. Ben is a workaholic, and I say that in the best way because he's going to put that work effort uh 
forward for you and, and make sure you have that best foot in the mortgage game, which can be confusing and overwhelming. So when you hear the word mortgage, think mortgage CS. Think of Alec and Ben and save Ben's telephone number, 267-391-7425. You can email Ben at ben at mortgagecs.com or call text any time of the day or night. Check out mortgagecs.com slash PHLY to get started. This advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. Visit MortgageCS.com for more information. And while we're on the topic of yams and mm. liquor and money, let's also talk about where you can keep track of all that money. Yeah, Rocket. Rocket. They might money. see you spending all this money on sweet potatoes when you meant to be spending it on <laughs> yams, and maybe you're spending it on both, thinking you're getting it. And Rocket will put an end to that, and they're going to go, would "What you, are you doing? Would you like to? Would you like to continue this? Reach? No, <laughs> yams and the sweet potatoes. Rocket might not. They might know the difference. That's how good they are. Renee yeah, and I can leave. So you could do the whole show yourself. <laughs> So over at Rocket Money, the <laughs> they are a personal. <laughs> they know the Rocket difference between yams and sweet potatoes. <laughs> please, please stop. It said help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps save money. And if you want to save money and buy a chair that won't sink or eat some good yams or maybe not eat yams because you are tired of turning into an Oompa Loompa, you can keep track of all of that over at Rocket Money. And the great thing about Rocket Money is they allow you to keep track of all of your spending, whether it's subscriptions, it could be any bills, it can be any sort of... Um, you know, apps or things that you're paying for. And they also help cancel those unwanted subscriptions. So thankfully, actually, Rocket Money helped me catch something I didn't realize I was paying for. I was paying $36 a month, which is not a lot, but it adds up because it, <laughs> it was like six or seven months I had been paying on it. Don't worry, guys. Everything's fine. This is fine. Because thanks to Rocket Money, they caught it, and I was able to get rid of that payment that I didn't even know I was making. So I'll let them help you as well. They've helped save over 5 million users money on an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They'll negotiate for you. They'll reach out to those companies for you. They'll make sure you can keep your money spent on the right things that you're looking to buy for. So helping to lower your bills, help, helping to man, manage and maintain your funds, monitoring your spending, all positives, and head over to Rocket Money now to stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com p H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Again, rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. They've saved me money. They could save you money, too. And that's a true story. I wish I was telling a lie. That really happened. $36 a I, month is a lot. That's a lot. It's, it's, I know, Jamie. I'm not happy about it because it was like six months that I spent $36 a month on, mm. and I didn't get all that money back. Well, at least you, do you the caught math. it, and you're not going forward with it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's like 200 bucks. I know. Just down I the drain. That. I know. So Rocket Money paid for itself. I could have used that money for other things. Yeah. <laughs> Shrinking over there. All right, yeah, listen. I, I, I'm getting smaller. I just feel weird getting, about it. I'm getting smaller. All right. Oh, what a day. <laughs> so I shouldn't be driving the show today. I've got the giggles. <laughs> Yam talk really brings out the giggles in Renee. I have no Somebody idea. Somebody said you got to boil yams because of the parasites. My <laughs> mind is blown. I, my whole life I thought sweet potatoes and yams were the same thing. All right, moving along because I'm struggling here. 
All right, so there's some other updates from the Phillies, and this was another one. Jamie, I, you like this news uh, that the Phillies are holding scouting camp in Japan for anyone who can throw 90-plus miles per <laughs> <Yeah>. hour, <laughs> well, uh, essentially. You know, we've talked about during the course of this offseason how historically behind the times the Phillies have been in the Asian markets. They were even late in the Latin American markets compared mm -hmm. to a lot of other clubs, uh, and one of the goals of the front office and Sam Fold and Preston Mattingly and Dave Dombrowski uh, was to grow their presence overseas. They've hired more scouts. I keep getting smaller. Uh, so there's more scout representation over in the Korean League, the Japanese League, uh, and all that. And this came from a Japanese newspaper article uh, when I first saw the story, I went, I can't read this. And then I was like, oh, my God, Renee's really got the giggles. I, it's fine. I like shrinking. I want to see how low I can get at this point. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot handle. Every time I look over, you're shorter. Thank you so much, Tyler. Dave said I'm driving the show into oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. Back to my oh, normal height. Oh, thank goodness. I, uh, I don't know if you why, notice the PHL really uh, hoodie <laughs> logo dropped well below my laptop screen. So that was like a solid <laughs> four inches. What up? Uh, I don't know why, so I, but I found so that anyway, really funny. All right, Google guys, Translate. I translated the newspaper article, and it wasn't a very in-depth uh, newspaper piece. Okay. But what it did say is the Phillies are having an open tryout where you can submit applications if you throw 90 miles an hour or harder. And what they're going to do is have this camp slash tryout slash pitching session in Tokyo once they go through all the applicants. Uh, and they're going to go see these guys throw in real life and see if there's... In real life. Yeah, not just on the internet, which is fake. Uh, they're going to see these guys in real life throw and, you know, maybe streamline their scouting process a little bit over there. It's so different and outside the box for them. I can't help but uh, laud it. I love it. I think it's a, it's a great... Why not? Say laud it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I, I like it because the Phillies obviously have expressed the need to Four expand. inches can be solid. You back off. You know, I, I've I'm lost really, Renee today. <laughs> I am really trying to hold it together. <laughs> and we have hit two of our bullet points on our show sheet today, and we're 30 minutes in. Mm -hmm. um, it's fine, though. We're going we're gonna to cruise through the rest of this. So I like it. The Phillies are thinking outside the box. And with the need to expand, especially falling short on being able to attract a, a Japanese talent, whether it's Yamamoto or, or Shota. Um, I like it because you, there's a need to change. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Let's yeah, move it's along. it's outside the box. I like Let's it. Let's move along. Um, so Kyle Schwarber, I mean, I guess we can mention this today. Kyle Schwarber has broken his own record for strikeouts in a season back-to-back. -back. Um, the question is, if he's got a third record in him. Um, <laughs> the mark is 215. This is not great, um, but okay. Do you think, Jamie, this is back to back to back? <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. Yeah, I think he was 203 his first year in a Phillies uniform. He was 215 last year. If he gets around the 220, <laughs> I want to say no, he can't. But I think we all know that he can. If he has around 220 <laughs> strikeouts in a season, that is why, <laughs> you know, Ryan Howard, not that long ago, used to get roasted for roasted. 185, 185 strikeouts. strikeouts. And now we're potentially talking about Schwarber breaking his own record of 215. Breaking records. 
like that is that is pretty wild. Um, so I hope not, but I think he's fully capable of doing it. I do too. It's it's not great, and I hope he does not. Um, but you know, I I will never say anything is impossible. So let's hope, fingers crossed, Kyle Schroeder does not break a record that record this season. Tyler, do you think he'll do it? So I'm I'm trying to find his strikeout percentage for the last two seasons because they. So what did you say? It was 203 and 2 what? 215 last year. So that's probably around... What does he get in this season? 600 and... That's what I'm saying. That's prob- probably around 30-ish percent. Yeah, probably 28 uh, to 30, Matt. something like that. I, if he gets up to 35 <laughs> percent... And again, I don't know what the... What the I, I have to try. I'm trying to find this actual number. Dave P says he will, LOL. Gosh, that would, I mean, that's, it's hard to fathom 220 strikeouts in a season. That's really many strikeouts. That's pretty rough. (laughs) But he's such a mind F because, like, he shows a great ability, obviously, to draw walks. And he clearly knows what he wants to punish and what he doesn't. And he lays off stuff that doesn't basically give him boomer bust potential. But, like, to strike out that much when you have a good understanding of the strike zone and your power zones, like it's just such a that's the thing. It's he, such a mind death. So he, it is he's an not increase like a in percentage. It's a, around thirty six percent strikeouts, which actually, and okay, uh, um, but it was thirty four the season before percent wise. Yeah, I mean, thirty four percent. Yeah, so thirty six percent of your at bats you are striking out. That's wild. That's. Like one in every three. Um, okay, so not great at all, and hopefully doesn't break that. I know you, some of you are thinking like Jamie's thinking um, that it's possible, but yeah, not Chris, good. Chris uh, MC says uh, if he's moved out of the leadoff spot, he won't break it. It's yeah, not going I, to. I tend to agree with that a little bit. I agree. But, but he's he not does, getting moved out of the leadoff spot. What was he first or second on the team in OBP last year? So, so it's, he was he was twenty nine point nine percent. Each of the last two seasons, strikeout wow. rate consistency. So, l- two years ago he had 669 plate appearances. Uh, last year he had 720. 720. Okay. So if he is at 720 again, in order for him to break 30 percent, he would have to theoretically. I mean, what do you have last year? 225. You said 215. 215. He'd have to get to 220. Yeah. Is it possible? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, of course it is. Yikes. But if he's going to, I mean, if he's going to have a 350 OBP and hit 45 home runs. You take it. I, I, you're you're going to take it. Yeah. But do you have to take it at your leadoff? We'll save that for another day. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so in terms of the offseason, as we know, we are 15 days away from the start of pitchers and catchers. The rest of the team reports shortly after. Only 14 days before they fly down. Which means nothing. Which means a lot because they won't. They'll be flying down. Tell me when I can so hear them. So because of pop. that, because of that, <laughs> um, there's been the question of whether or not the Phillies would do anything prior to spring training. We've been seeing other teams that have been much more active in these last 24 hours alone, and seems like they're trying to get those small pieces, those one-year deals. So I know it, Matt Gell's piece was talking about how the Phillies plan to attack the rest of the offseason. And in that mentioned 
Jamie, as we know, there's a whole bunch of players out there on the market. Rob Thompson was saying last week a lot of things happened right before spring training. That's why our spring training invites are down, because we know that people are going to fall out of the sky yeah. and want to sign some place. People are just falling out of the sky looking for a team. I don't love this approach, no, to be I'd, honest. I'd much rather have I don't a plan. Like, I don't like the wait and see thing of let's wait until everybody else makes their moves and let's just sit back and hope somebody falls into our lap for cheap instead of being more active when there have been names on the market that that were enticing and were good fits. I don't love this whole let's just like wait till somebody just miraculously falls out the sky and everything will be fine. Yeah, so this gal piece was from last week. It was just some reading I hadn't caught up on. So luckily, the Scott Lauber nugget from yesterday was out where they actually had right. two players in mind. I much, and I think everybody would much prefer that approach uh, to this, you know, what Rob Thompson was saying last week. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to just like, like what he's saying is true because, I mean, hell, look at Blake Snell, Chapman, Bellinger. These guys are still all on the market, and the calendar's about to turn February. So there is. Yesterday, there was a little bit of uptick in some signings, you know, which we'll, we'll touch on briefly uh, later. But, like, I don't know. I'd rather just go get the guy I believe in rather than wait and see what bargain falls to me. So I hope, I hope what Rob was saying isn't what the front office is. And that's the thing. So we have found ourselves kind of going back and forth where at times we're like, oh, thank you, John Middleton. Thank you, Dave Dombrowski. You know, thank you even, Rob, because – you know, what What you've been doing has been working when we look at some other teams' um, inability to spend money, pro you know, properly and it, unable to make deals happen. But then on the other side of it, a part of me feels like, wait a minute, are we overthinking this? Is this, is this overanalyzing things here? Because I feel like all of us, whether you're, you know, part of the front office, here on the show, out just doing whatever we all are kind of in agreement for what the Phillies need this is not a secret this is not tricky it's not one of those off seasons where it's like chaos of needing so many different pieces you don't know where to start I think it's pretty simple to know where to start I yeah, mean I Aaron think... Nola signing was was the first starting piece and then it felt like okay check number one on the to-do list is done I thought we were all in agreement on two three um, and maybe even a number four if needed for for next priorities uh, so I don't know why there's the need to wait because just go get the guy. I think you we'd know, all like agree. Phil, or someone. Phil, Phil, Maton Phil Maton is fine. No, What's Phil Maton going to cost you? Nothing. Like, and, nothing. And so that's where we have found ourselves on this show, and Robert Stevenson jumps to mind as one, where we're talking about Was a that name. Was that $11 million? We're talking about a Stevenson. name. Mm-hmm. Talking about a name. Hector Neris signed for nine. Talking about a name. And then 24 hours later... They're signed with another team. Yeah, Maton you know, made 2.5 last year with what Houston. What are you waiting for? So, you know that like, movie? What are you waiting for? Tyler? What nope. are you waiting for? No, wow, that's an iconic line, Jamie. How do you not know that? Well, <laughs> let's hear what movie it is first. <laughs> scary movie. Do you remember the scary... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I get what you mean by iconic, but like. What are you waiting for? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have never I gotten that. I feel like people one. would know that movie. Um, I'm surprised you guys. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know how many people I've met that quote scary movie, Renee. Um, Take my strong hand. Oh, that was just, I liked when he mixed yeah. the mashed potatoes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Such a waste of good food. That was gross. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. Okay. So just Anyways. go get Phil Maytime. Pay him $3 million and get him in here. Stop yeah, waiting it. for somebody to fall to it's you. It's going to be more than that. Okay, five. It should be less no, than nine. I, I, I mean, I think the market's been weird, weirdly Seven, skewed eight. because I think that, again, we talked about it uh, yesterday, Neris getting less than Robertson is, is weird to me. So I don't know what, mm. what the market looks like. It's probably like, going to be $7, so eight million for, for, for Phil Maytime. For example, Adam Adovino opted out of his $6.5 million player option with the Mets a couple weeks ago and then just signed with the Mets for $4.5 million. Mm. What, I, don't know what, I don't know what to tell you about the, 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 the bullpen market. I don't know. Th- this offseason. It just it's ba- it baffles me. Yeah. So I'm trying to look at his spot track uh, market value. It says calculated market value is roughly just over four. So give the man five and call it a day. That's yeah. it, even that seems low to me. Well, if that's what the market's indicating, don't overpay. I mean, it's not my money. Yeah. I just want a, another bullpen arm in here. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Fingers crossed we won't get news that Phil Maton's been signed somewhere else outside the Phillies. Um, fingers crossed the signing will be with the Phillies. Who knows? Okay, so also some exciting things that we saw. Um, I know you want to give a thank you to John Middleton. Yeah, for not being cheap. I really appreciate that because uh, this was, I think it was The Athletic yesterday. They had, like, a little roundtable video I was watching Um, And basically, a lot of owners around baseball aren't making moves because of the uncertainty with regional sports networks and Bally Sports. And, you know, I I know that affected like Seattle and Oakland and Minnesota and a bunch of other clubs. Luckily, the Phillies have their, you know, regional sports network contract taken care of and done. But like a lot of these owners aren't making moves because they're claiming the uncertainty Mm -hmm. of the television deals that they haven't finalized or shored up yet. And while there is truth to that, and I do like kind of sympathize a little bit, like they're still going to be fine. So to use it as an excuse to not spend is just like that's got to be pretty deflating uh, to be in one of those markets. And. I just think John Middleton uh, would never let that happen. Like, I think he's too competitive of, yeah. a, of a baseball owner to ever let that happen. And, you know, one of the things we're doing is Philly's perspective, you know, like Free Herb and, like, mm-hmm. talking to some people in these other markets where it's like they're down bad. And we think we're down bad, and we're not. We're actually no. in a great spot. So it was just like I was watching this discussion, and I just went like, thank you, John Middleton, for not being cheap. Like, Mm -hmm. from where the Phillies were in the year 2000 to where they are now is so night and day in a world of difference. It's just... It's just nice to remember that we don't have a cheap owner well, because ownership is, is key. Yeah, I was going to say, it's nice that our problems are nowhere near the level that they used to be. You know, yeah. the, the problems that we have now are much simpler, um, much less scary and, and major and not as, as, not as bad. So, yeah, every once in a while we have those moments of perspective. And, yes, guys, uh, that also was quoted in The Incredibles. I do remember that scene as well. So it's a twofer, and you guys got neither of them. I like The Incredibles. That's a great movie. Um, also, something great that we saw, look at Bryson Stott paying it forward. Just like Bryce Harper took him under his wing, the Vegas boys have added another in Justin Crawford. Now, we haven't had a chance to deep dive into Justin Crawford yet on our Down on the Farm. That's because he's a top we will, fiver. We will get there. Don't you worry. Don't you know. But 
Fargo. Cr- Mm-mm. That's not the movie. I was, no, Bobby's World no. is what I was going with. Have you seen with. Fargo? Mm-mm. Come on, Renee. <laughs> okay, Mr. I Don't Know Scary Movie. I mean, I've seen Scary Movie. You got to see Fargo. I don't even know if I've seen Fargo, actually. Oh, my God. It's a classic. Um, I'll the, Google it later. They do the don't you know? Like the North Dakota, Minnesota oh, is that accent. the... Don't you know? <sighs> okay. And the, was, the point of what I'm trying to say... He was putting the wood chipper, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, I have. Francis I didn't know that's what McDormand? it's called. I didn't know that's what it's... Um, my apologies, mea culpa. Didn't put, know it that's what it's called. put it on your list. Put it on your list. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Because that's... Uh, yeah. Steve. As you were explaining it, I, I, I recognize. Right. Real recognize real. So Justin Crawford, who did go... <laughs> Tyler's like, what did I sign up for here? Um, oh, no. I just... I, I'm not going to say anything about Fargo because... You don't like Fargo? I thought it was terrible. The but movie? That's probably I why awful. I don't. That's why I don't remember it. What? I thought it was terrible. terrible. What's his name? Is not a great terrible. actor. Who? The lead guy. The main guy. Steve Buscemi in uh, the Nihilist. Not a fan. Not a fan. Don't you know? What? So Justin Who did Crawford. I work with. I don't chat, know. Chat, back me up here. No, the chat backs up enough. Steve Buscemi was great. CMC says. Francis McDormand was awesome. Chris said. The nihilist when the big Lebowski is the other killer. Oh, man. Nah. Nah. Man. Fargo is not like a a top, like an... (laughs) It's not a what? Not a top movie. Like, I think of... And I was just having this conversation. I don't care what it won. That's blasphemy. I don't care what Oscars, Grammys, Best Picture, any other awards, because it's all, as we know, there's a lot of things rigged in this world, and I'm not Francis McDormand that. won Best Actress in a Leading Bobby's Role. Bobby's World was the cartoon, guys. A ri- Academy <sighs> Award for Bobby's Writing, World. Original but you guys know Screenplay. As a, it was a major, so major like movie. Jamie for President was over boring. this? Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Who do I work with? It was I boring. I don't know. It's, it's a co Brothers. No, I. The Cohen brothers, when I they like put William on their Macy pants, they just make hits. Shameless. They put on the pants the same way we do. They just make great movies every time they do it. I just God. don't think it was that great. You guys are crazy. I mean, no. Okay. William H. Macy? Like, what I a like cast. William H. because he was fantastic, fantastic oh and shameless. God. Critics' <laughs> choice for best picture? That doesn't mean anything to me. You're the Rotten Tomatoes uh, best picture guy. I don't care about that. Uh, I didn't like it so much that you had to ex- remind me of even what it was. It wasn't uh, even a movie that came to mind. Oh, my God. All right. What I'm trying to say Help is... Help me, Chad. Thank you, K underscore Red, because you remember Bobby's World. That was I remember great. Bobby's World. Bobby was, it was great. But don't you know it was the iconic line from Bobby's World? That and the fact he rode around on a tricycle. Well, like, it's no Fargo. Okay. All right. So they, what I'm they trying have some great <laughs> movies. It's what just I'm trying to say. <laughs> Justin Crawford. All this started because I hit you with a line, don't you know? Justin Crawford was working out with Bryson Stott in Vegas. Justin Crawford, although born in Arizona in Phoenix, did go to high school at Bishop Gorman High School in Vegas as well. Um, so the Vegas boys are growing. I like the whole pay it forward mentality and help out Justin Crawford. Uh, I think it's great. And I, I enjoy seeing that, Jamie, much more than I enjoy seeing Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm a sucker for this stuff. Anytime I see, uh, you know, 
it's weird to call Bryson Stott a vet at this point, but like he's teetering on being a vet. I think after this year, you can call him a vet. Uh, but I always like to see, you know, the elder statesman take the young pop under his yeah, wing. Yeah, take him like 20 years old. I saw a funny wing. tweet, uh, and because Justin Crawford isn't in the right batter's box, he's got his lefty stance, but he's standing in the uh, the left batter's box if you're looking out at the field. And somebody quote tweeted it and was like, oh, man, the Phillies farm system really is screwed. This kid's not even standing in the right Aww. batter's box. Um, but, yeah, you always love to see that stuff. And, uh, look, with uh, Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, if Crawford can live up and, and become one of these Vegas boys, uh, we might have a Vegas pipeline in the Phillies farm system here. So, uh, you know, Justin Crawford's an exciting one in the system. And uh, working out with Bryson Stott, no bad things can come of that. Indeed. Uh, I think I'm not a, I'm, I just went down a rabbit hole and I'm, I'm going to try not to bring it to the show, but I'm going to bring I it to the show. I think people enjoy our rabbit holes um, more than January 30th. So Philly as I'm looking at more and more of the Coen brothers movies. Yeah, they're amazing. I don't know. What? I don't no, know. No, no, they're amazing. I, like, listen, like no, burn after reading. I enjoyed. That I was, liked that was funny. Bad Santa. Uh, like Anton Caesar. Anton Chigurh may be one of the greatest villains yes. in cinema history. No Country for Old Men is an amazing movie. I just, I just don't think. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, Brother, Where Art There's a great movie too. Awesome. Inside mm -hmm. Lewin Davis is great. Um, I mean, The Big Lebowski. Do I need great to say movie. anything else? So I'm not disagreeing with you, Jamie, that they make I good movies. I'm disagreeing with you that think. I think Fargo stinks. Oh, well, you guys are just crazy. Miller's I, Crossing was awesome. You know, it's just not doing it for me. Oh, Renee. And I'm a big movie person, but you always make me feel like I'm not because we just have such different tastes in movies. Just a bit. But I can also acknowledge the fact that maybe, just maybe, my upbringing in movies was slightly different than yours. Well, I like Scary Movie. I didn't put down your movie. No, but I've noticed we don't like a lot of the same movies. That's okay. Yeah, I like uh, classics. So do I. We just have different definitions of classics. So. What was the one movie you <laughs> named as a classic? <laughs> don't say Ghost Rider because that's not what I said. I didn't say it was a classic. I wouldn't watch it again. See, I'm not the, I don't watch movies over and over again. I don't memorize lines, but there are a few movies that are in that category of classics where I will sit down and watch that movie time and time again. I was just watching Choi. I would watch 300. I would watch uh, The Best Man, which you guys don't know, with Terrence Howard and he lives in Mars Bluebell. Chestnut and oh, Neil Long. I would rewatch. There's a lot of movies I'd rewatch, but not Ghost your movies. Ghost Rider. I wouldn't even I give wouldn't rewatch one. Ghost Rider. I saw it once. That was enough. <sighs> That's where that stays. It's in the one and done category. All right. Um, I think we should probably move along. What? So let's get. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a wild show. I didn't say Fast and Furious was a... I actually was not a huge Fast and Furious fan like everybody Somebody else. Somebody said Bad Santa's not Coen Brothers. And it it came, is. It's listed. It came up listed under the Google search. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not fan of Google. They must be Google. tied to him in some way. They're not a writer or... Maybe they produced it. I don't Tarantino. know. Tarantino. Oh. I cannot call myself a movie person and say they're Coen Brothers. Have you seen Tarantino free. movies? Yes. I'm not. Okay. Or where are you on Tarantino movies? I love them. I like them too. They're pretty much all good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really. I think there was there was one, there was one that I was kind of like, all right, you're pushing it here. Uh, let me just look up the list really quickly. 
I thought uh, we were, I was talking about it with my buddies this weekend. Uh, uh, once and Glorious Bastards, mm. such a good movie. Uh, such they're all a good, good movie. I mean, Jackie Brown, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Django Unchained was awesome. I didn't oh, see. Oh, that's the, what I didn't like. Really? I'm not, I wasn't a big Django Unchained oh, fan. Oh, I loved it. I didn't it. like it. It was too much. It was the way that they, uh, the way. In fact, it was just on like yesterday, and I turned from it. I, me and, and my I buddies were like, talking. Nope. To, about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I want to rewatch that because that was really good. And Kill Bills were just phenomenal. Yeah, so. it was Django. Tarantino's I knew there was one movie that I didn't like of his. It's, I would it's say Django Tarantino ahead of Coen Brothers. Slightly. I would definitely say that's that. A, that's a good For sure. That's a good I'll race. I'll take that. Yeah. I will... Listen, one day we're going to just actively lock all the way in and have like a movie discussion. Maybe probably before the season starts cuz I don't a top 10 movie list. Yeah, because y'all movies are a little bit different all than right, my movies. we got to put that on. We got to jot that one down. We'll do Renee's top 10 movies of all time and my top 10 movies. Yeah, and our top 10 we'll, and Tyler's and we'll, and we'll Are you saying the 10 best movies or your, your favorite? Like my favorite? Your favorite. Because like you could have a favorite movie sure. that's not a good movie. Billy like, Madison is one of my favorite that, right. movies. Oh, that's a great that example. Billy it's that's like it's a stupid movie, but it's the so dumbest. much fun. <laughs> but all of, like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and all that. It, anything made by the Happy Madison company for like yeah, a, a decade like, so stretch awesome is stuff. awful. Is like so, terrible, like quote cinema. Your but you personal love favorites, not like yeah, okay, need, artistically the best. Yeah, so, so you're saying we're not going Citizen Kane? No, God, that movie sucked. We clearly can I say that on the internet? Is that allowed? Citizen Kane sucked. Cancelled. <laughs> what was the name of the wagon? Uh, Rosebud. No, I'm moving on. We're having this conversation. Have you, have you seen <laughs> Citizen Kane? You have to watch Citizen Kane. It's so good. We're this so cinematography was so ahead of its time, Renee. You gotta watch <laughs> Citizen Kane. You know who you sound like? Who? Tyler. Who do you sound like? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who, who you're <laughs> going for. I'm counting on you. I don't know who <laughs> you're going like for. Patrick with a little bit of Squidward in there. Oh God, another. Can we, we should start like our next a counter will be counter. how many days without a SpongeBob reference that well, Jamie stop, doesn't get. Stop saying things that remind me of SpongeBob. You just. Mm, <laughs> Citizen Kane, it's all good. Right. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Sandler did not. I like all of Adam Sandler's movies. I've not seen a movie with Adam Sandler. But they're the dumbest. That's the beauty of it. And they're similar, but they're great. All right. Let's get down on the farm because time is a ticking. And by no surprise, we're not moving too quickly on this show sheet. That's fine. Uh, Let's just get down on the farm. We do have some Phillies trivia to do as well. Oh, I forgot it's Thursday. I did not. That's the only thing I've been looking forward to. It is Tuesday. It's Trivia Tuesday. All right. Let's learn about Alex McFarlane. He's number nine on our list. We're cracking into our top ten. We're going deep down. Now, he was born. So jealous of this. Born in St. Thomas. That's all I need to say. So was Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's all I need to say. So great um, athletes come from actually, the U.S. Have, Virgin Islands. I have family that lives in St. Thomas. They moved there. And they're that not must, from there. That and must not suck. Nope. And we visited them, and I would love to go back. Now, before we get into anything, Jamie, I know you well enough to know the name the test. Name test. It's got to start there. Does he pass? Get, hit us with the <sighs> announcer sound first. Now pitching for the Phillies, right-handed pitcher Alex McFarlane. I was thinking the Arlen also. Yeah. I think the Arlen. I think it's, if I had to give it a grade in terms of a ball player, I'd give it a B. 
I think okay. I can't rule him out. I think he's got a shot. I think it sounds a little bit like a ball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the worst, not the best. I'd give him a, a solid B. So this kid's got a shot based would, on the name alone. I think I would nickname him like Alex Mickey McFarlane. That would be terrible. <laughs> Wait, what? Why would you call him Alex Mickey McFarlane? Because his last name's McFarlane. But Mickey. then you don't say it. Just, what? You call him like Mickey McFarlane. No, I'm out. <laughs> Yo, Rose better than that. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm out. Mickey McFarlane. You I can't mean, take somebody seriously named Mickey. Well, You're supposed to be intimidated wow, Mickey. by a Mickey. Wow, I love Mickey, Mickey Durkin. I was going to say, geez, Mickey's but, coming for your but name. But if Mickey Durkin stood on the mound, I go, I'm taking this guy yard. <laughs> you can't have a ball player named hit Mickey. Him, Mickey Mantle, I guess, name. is pretty good, but whatever. He's a, he's a once in a generation. Hit him with the announcement test. With Mickey Durkin? With just Mickey. Mickey now Mc- pitching for the Phillies, Mickey McFarlane. Actually, maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe Yoro is the- worse. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't put it through the test. Mickey McFarlane sounds like, okay, this All guy. All right. I'm coming around. Maybe might, I was too He harsh. might be serving me chicken nuggets. Yeah. He might be serving me home runs. I don't know. Well, with this kid's control, he yeah. might be. Yeah. So he was drafted in 2022. In the fourth round, <laughs> Mickey says anything. Mickey sounds perfect. <laughs> exactly, Love Mickey. You, Mickey Durkin. 122nd overall pick from out of Miami. This man's been in some great spots. Now, at just a very young age, of uh, in his early 20s, Mickey McFarlane um, has had quite a unique path to the to, to the pros. And some of his numbers at 22 years old stands at 6'4", 215. Jamie, I know you like that body frame. That's a good frame. Yeah, I know you're all about it. And wow, that is really tough to he see. He must work In out. In 2020. Do you know that one? Don't do that to me. I'm trying to read. Thank you, Tyler. Come uh, on, you that, my mind. You want to talk about I'm just an trying iconic to read. one. I'm just trying to read, Tyler, Jamie. I'm just must trying to get out. through. In 2023, he had 16 starts, single A, uh, 50.1 innings pitched, 5.72 ERA, 1.67 whip. He's got a 29.6% strikeout rate in 2023. His slider is his best pitch. He also had Tommy John surgery and is out for 2024. Face check, he looks like a baller to me. Love the freckles. He's a cute little guy. I think Alex Mickey McFarland passes the name... (laughs) The name test and the face test. Um, Jamie, what about you? What are you thinking about this youngster? Um, So if you like high upside, if you can um, rein a kid in, uh, I think much like Baker the other day, who I missed last Friday, like (laughs) the stuff, the scouts say the stuff that comes out of his hand is spectacular. Mm -hmm. It doesn't translate to results. Dot, dot, dot. Yet? Question mark. Uh, this is absolutely a kid you take a shot on and hope you can unlock something within him. Uh, his, we'll get to the specifics of his pitches in a minute. His slider is absolutely filthy. He throws fast. Uh, he was selected in the, I believe, 25th round by the Cardinals out of high school. Indeed. Decided to forego that, went to Miami. Uh, it paid off for him as the Phillies took him in the fourth round just a year later. Miami started him as a starting rotation pitcher, realized how bad his command and walk rate was, and dropped him back to the bullpen. Um, he was ranked 186th uh, overall coming out of high school. 
on the season. All right, so scouting grades. The fastball is a 60 on the 20 to 80 scale that scouts use. The slider is also a 60. Uh, and to be just a low A pitcher and have 60 uh, marks there is really, really good. Changeups is a 40. His control, and this is where it's problematic, is a 30. Yikes. Um, so on the year, he posted a four ERA over 45 innings uh, with 68 strikeouts, which is a 34% K rate and a 10.1% walk rate, which isn't the worst in the world, certainly not great. Uh, he, he can hit 95, 96 with his fastball. It has some movement on it. He's been clocked as, as high as 99 miles an hour, um, and he has a wipeout slider and swing and miss changeup, both in the mid-80s, uh, with, which are plus-plus grades when they're both on. Now, his numbers in year, uh, in Clearwater last year kind of back up exactly what the scouts are saying. His strikeouts per nine is phenomenal at 12.3. His walks per nine was 6.7. His whip was 1.6, which is pretty brutal. Uh, his ERA was 5.72. Um, so, to put this in perspective of how nasty his slider is, Orion, when he was in the minors, his sweeper slider whatever you want to call it uh had a k rate of 52 percent this kid's slider has a k rate of 56 percent so now mm. orion threw a lot more strikes uh so when you look at the uh what is it the cw at the csw rate which is basically like uh hittable pitches that you're making somebody miss on as opposed to just swing and miss stuff. Orion had a much higher C uh, SW rate because he threw them for strikes. McFarland throws a lot of these for balls so guys can, you know, lay off if they're disciplined at the plate. So he, he's got filth. He just can't consistently throw for strikes yet. Hopefully this is something Caleb Cotham at the end of this year, since he's not pitching this year, they can can unlock and get better with uh, because the stuff is there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you always take shots because you have so many players in your organization. You always take a shot on a kid like this that's 6'4", that can throw up to 99, that has that nasty of a slider. You just hope the Phillies can develop them. And when people always talk about player development, he is the example of why you're trying to develop somebody because he's – He's got the stuff. It just hasn't translated to in-game success yet. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I like Al. <laughs> oh, we're going Al Mickey McFarland now? I was trying to say that on the straight face. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to see what sticks. You know, that's how you got you to gotta speak it out there and mm -hmm. see what sticks and lands. Um, Al is... Has some has a lot of potential. That's the, the key that we've always Huge heard. Huge potential. But for Mickey, um, one of the things that's no, interesting. We're just, we're just gonna go with it. <laughs> just gonna keep bouncing back and forth between nicknames. Now there are just 15 players in Major League Baseball history that were born in the Virgin Islands. 15? Which is 15. Hmm. One five, as in 15 days until pitches and catches report, as in 15 babies that were born in the Virgin Islands that ended up in Major League Baseball. Do you have the names of the players? I do not, but I could. We could probably find that. I, so, uh, is there any famous? Mickey one? I'm trying is to think. determined, as Preston Mattingly has said, to try to 
you know, open more opportunities for children and on the islands to have players to look up to. And also, um, the Phillies do see some untapped potential there. So, as you mentioned, there's a lot of things that he's got. He's raw, but he's has already been making strides. They've reported, even in his time with the Phillies camp, they've seen a lot of improvement. Um, they've been helping him to repeat his mechanics, which has been a challenge at time, as we talked about, because he throws out of a, a lower slot. His biggest focus has been his command, and he talked a lot about Al spoke a lot about just trying to get used to his body, making sure he's got good body control when he's on the mound to give him the best command possible, and that uh, you know he's really trying to make sure he's got pitches in the zone because he you knows he's got the stuff to strike people out, but he's if, you know doesn't want to fall behind in the count because obviously that's not going to work out. Yeah, and some then of that's just Mattingly, Yeah, Mattingly has spoken highly just about his improvement, which is great to hear. Um, the two-seamer has horizontal movement. He also has a slider and a split change that kind of mirrors the track of his fastball from a movement standpoint. The slider is sharp, too. The sheer velocity, 95 to 97. So I like the upswing. I like the fact that um, he is, at 22 years old, making strides. But then he has... A Tommy John surgery, and he's out for 2024. So, you know, it's. It, I know Stinks. that's not the end-all, be-all, because we see plenty of players that respond well from that. But it still stinks because that means it's a whole year that you have had that growth, and now that time of recovery is going to be uh, just setting you back. So... I'm, I'm rooting for you, Al, a.k.a. Mickey, a.k.a. <laughs> Alex McFarland. <laughs> uh, Tyler, I know you were watching some highlights. Your, your thoughts uh, after watching McFarland pitch a little bit. Yeah, so we talked about um, uh, Andrew Baker last week, and I ripped into the kid because the stuff is there, but the, the, the command is like, you know, throwing darts blindly backwards with your opposite hand. Um, I wouldn't be very good at that. With this kid, I think the difference to me is the relative age, and I know it's not a significant difference. I believe it's only two years, but you get the extra year in 2025. This kid's going to miss the entirety of this season. 2025 is the final year um, that he's not Rule 5 eligible, so you get an additional season with him uh, before you have to make a decision. Plus, I think the conversation on that slider and how good it could be, and already comparing it to a Ryan Kirkering slider, the the stuff is there enough for me that I think that if I had to pick between one of these two guys, I would take McFarlane significantly more frequently than I picked Baker. I mean, 56% whiff rate on that slider it's is sig- it's yeah. significant. That's a whole lot of sexy. Yeah, not to say that I, th- <laughs> you know, at some point you have to be able to refine your command to a point. And, and Renee and I talked about like, you don't even have to get to 100%. If you can get to mm-hmm. like 40 or 50%, you're probably going to get high leverage outs at some point in Major League Baseball. Um, I think that this guy, if I'm picking one of the two to get to that 40 or 50%, uh, I, would, I would pick this guy over Baker. Okay, there you have it. There's our Alex McFarlane. We'll see what happens there. Now, as we get ready to wrap up, because here we are at the top of the hour already, some quick news, and we can dive deeper into these updates um, in a later show, as in tomorrow or later this week. Just some updates around the league. Uh, Yes, we are still waiting on what's going to happen with some names like Blake Snell, um, Cody Bellinger, the, who knows? But some other news that has happened. Uh, the Yankees did claim lefty reliever Matt Gage. The Mets are pursuing some lefty relievers as well. One of, that they've been targeting is Wandy Peralta. The, for Toronto, they did ink 
a deal with Justin Turner, $13 million plus $1.5 million in bonuses for a nice one-year deal. Um, also, for the Angels, they agreed to a one-year deal with Aaron Hicks. And the Mariners acquired Jorge Polanco from the Twins in a trade where the Mariners received Jorge and the Twins received right-handed pitcher Justin Tapa and Anthony Desclafani and Gabriel Gonzalez, which is their number three Scalfani. prospect, and Darren Bowen, as well as some cash money. I think it was Bowen who is the 79th ranked overall prospect in Major League Baseball. So, um, you know, decent yeah, return there. Definitely. Um, I, did you say Justin Turner? Because that just happened right that before the was, show. Uh, yes, I did. Okay, yeah, that was the one year that thirteen. Blanco, no. as you said. So a little bit of a little bit of movement Some around. Shuffling. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are only. 15 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting so you know time is running out for some of these teams and i guess names are falling from the sky yeah um tyler in talking with him before the show said man as much as the cubs got ripped this season uh, or this off season it sure does look like they're probably just gonna end up with chapman and bellinger after all yeah. of this is said and done by the um, way guys we have uh we have our answer on uh, a particular video game cover. Oh, yeah, it's 103. Oh, it is yeah, this is the perks of going overtime. But before you guys look it up. I'm not looking which, it up. What is your final guess? My final guess was Ronald Acuna Jr. I'm Wait, between... are you surprised by this? Yes. No. Uh, I, my two guesses in my head are Acuna and Julio Rodriguez. And we talked about Julio Rodriguez. There's a... The Jazz Chisholm was last year, right? Yes. That's so weird. Is your surprise who, who that it's not we Ronald. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, Ronald. very, very good player. Don't get it's me Mookie. wrong. No. It's not Mookie Betts. I would not be surprised by Mookie Betts. Corey Seager. That's true. Nope. Maybe it's... Yeah, actually, Corey was a good guess. I was going to say. Maybe um, it's... Corbin Carroll. No. Mm. And again, I, I don't, I don't want to make this sound Nolan like... Nolan Arenado. No. Is I don't, it a I don't, Phillies no. player? Oh, I don't it. want to make this sound like this guy is a bad player. I, he had a, a slight down year. What is this? Guess that cover? Last year. Are you Googling it? No, I'm getting ready to... So this is somebody who's never been on the cover before. Never been on the cover. So I've ruled is out Shoei Otani. name? Yes. Not is no, he on Mike's the east on the coast, cover. west coast, or in the middle? Uh, much closer to He's the a east coast. Household name Juan Soto is not no. Juan Soto. Is he on? Wait, what did you say in terms of location? I'm sorry. East coast. The Adley Rutschman. No. He said household name. Well, baseball. That's nerds. on the east coast. Uh, what about? It's not a Philly, right? You. Each of Hi, your last two guesses are in the right division, though. So huh? you guess Soto Vlad, Vlad Jr. It is Vlad Guerrero Jr. Really? What? I what a, what what is MLB the show doing? Vlad Guerrero is a very good, but you, he had a dip you get, last you get year. Cool factor. It's part of it. What? I guess. Oh. Okay. Uh, I would not have guessed He's that. He's still a, a darn good yeah, player. He, he just had a, a little bit of a, a step this backwards cover looks this year. It's a bad cover. I was gonna say it looks like a kid, like a pink Vladdy like Jr. Do you think they just like? Did they do a photo shoot? There's no photo shoot. This is not a photo shoot. This is this is like. Is like, that the actual cover? This uh, MLB, what they, like oh, MLB's yeah, Twitter page tweeted that can't it be out. Real? Can you? I mean, if you can possibly show it to. I them. mean, it looks alright. He's they hushing, can, rounding like third yeah, base. Yeah, but what's I all assume? this color and stuff around him? Like, what are these yellow and red lines? Is, pew, it, pew. is this supposed to be art? I Hang just feel it like it Louvre. doesn't. I don't feel like it fits the vibe of past covers. There's, 
I guess maybe they connected things that are important to him. There's some music in there. There's the flag. Maybe this cover is supposed to be, you know, connected to what he values, the colors. I don't mm. know. I wasn't expecting that, actually. I just was really locked in on it being... Yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, you know, I thought they would have thrown Seattle a bone since, like, they can't get anybody to watch Julio Rodriguez is one of the game's best. Yeah, but remember, there is a little bit of a stipulation with him um, because he was on the cover of EA's top baseball or top, top hmm. whatever baseball, and generally the rule is you cannot be on a cover uh, different games within a three-year span. Okay, well, I mean, Vlad's got the, can- the, the Canadian flag... Uh, with the leaf, it's got the Dominican flag. It's got the the colors of the DR. I guess that's what the vibe of this is supposed to be. I know in the chat, you guys are saying Chris was saying it's abstract. It's just yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. That there was it fast. is. I just I just don't. It doesn't scream video game to so, me. It looks like a yeah. Painting. Mickey Durkin raises a fine point. Like Toronto could, if things go poorly for them to start the year, they could move on from him. Like, I don't think they will, but you can't rule it out that they blow it up, especially with the Yankees, you know, returning to Death Star form. Like, it's surprising, that's all. So my, 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 gut, my gut reaction was, like, that's not good. And then you look into, like, what it actually, like, what the, like, abstract color usage is and its flags and it's, it, you know. It, like it makes symbolism it, it of makes it. makes a ton more. I thought it was just, like, I, like but I feel when like you first see it, it just looks like it's yeah, paint like thrown on a just, canvas. But it I still it, feel like they could have did that same colors and the flag and everything in a much more professional, like a video game look. This doesn't scream video game to me. Isn't this a video game? Because it doesn't feel like one. I don't know. All right. Well, there's that, guys. Um, we were going to try well, to guess. I mean, to be fair, would be on the cover, th- but Jazz's cover last year that was, was a swing and a miss. Kind of abstract artwork too. Yeah, it's kind of their vibe the, the a little bit. The pink and purple background. So, do you have the 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 guy who got hosed that we did some work on? Uh, what should have been the cover athlete? Oh, uh, yes. Because, you know, once again, he's just robbed, and I don't think there's any more dominant player in the game of baseball. <laughs> I mean, how do you t- not put the fanatic? Tell on? me that's not going to move product. How do you not put the fanatic on the cover? Like, look H- at him. Hose yet again. He's actually doing the same pose as Vlad, pretty much. Yeah. It's a nice side profile shot. He's in motion. He's the finest export of the Galapagos Islands. He's I mean, got a I don't know. He's he's big and fluffy. Like, how Kids do you like not? Him. How do you it's not pick him? Game. If you're going to go with this abstract look anyways with color, why not go with the man that's living life in color? Um, but last year, Jazz's was still, I don't know, something was, it was just different. It was definitely bright and colorful too, but it was a lot more I, I like, think they're, I think they're starting, I think MLB is starting to try to think outside the box a little bit in terms of, in terms of how they they put the the cover out because for a long time it was just a player with a field background and figure it out and even even recently like even recently Shohei Otani was just Shohei Otani in a stance and a red background and Aaron Judge was just Aaron Judge standing there with like a shadow-esque Yankee Stadium behind him like they're starting to become a little bit more um marketable personal and, yeah, and it's, relatable it's, exactly and yeah so I, I get the i get the sentiment behind it it makes a ton of sense i agree with you on the fact that i like they added in 
bits of Canada and the DR, I just still feel like it could have been played off a little bit better of, of being, because like you mentioned, video games in general have always had that same look of just the player with a basic solid you know, background. So, okay, well, we are officially over the hour. Um, we will, I guess, hold our trivia. Yeah, let's hold Until the trivia. Until tomorrow. But, but you, I will give my positivity. All right, I was going to say, you're, you're on the hook you, for positivity. Don't you worry. And guess that swing. Ah, uh, that could be held for tomorrow. No, we we're going to do it. tomorrow. No, nope, we're going to do it, Double Renee. up Wednesday. Nope, okay. we're going to do it. Okay. Nope, we're going to do it. Okay, All right, Sour let's get puss. positive. No, I'm trying to get positive. <laughs> I want to hear what you got for us. So, all right, I think wait, you're hold ready. on. Let me get my notes. It's in there. It's a notion. Oh, I didn't look at notion. I'm keeping yeah, a separate list oh, okay. of uh, positivity. Here is my positivity for This is number for today. 21. After working as interim manager in 2022 and then getting an extension this past year through 2025, this year, Rob Thompson will, not can, not should, not possibly, he will earn, earn a new contract, a contract extension for the future. Now, the key components here, we've talked about Rob when that one year extension happened through 2025, that Rob, this is a prove it time for him. You know, the last two seasons have been great, exceeding expectations, getting to the NLCS, getting to the World Series a year before that. But this year with a win now team, should be the year that Rob can tweak some of these, these areas that have been mistakes. We should have a better Phillies team. It should be a better overall year. I'm not even saying they have to win the World Series, although that'd be nice. Don't get me wrong. But I think this is the year that Rob Thompson absolutely needs to prove and earn his money. Get, get a contract past 2025 that showed not just given to you that shows this is the manager for the future this is why and rob we trust so it's all about topper for me that this is this needs so to be he's a gonna big have year. A, a great managerial he's gonna have a great year, year right. and it's gonna he's gonna earn that's it not just be given because it's you know oh no we're running out of time for this one year no no he's gonna earn a contract extension beyond 2025 that has us all like all right Rob is, is our guy. We're in Topper. We're following along. In Topper, we trust. In Topper, we trust. That is my positivity, which means that the team's going to look better. He's going to be managing the team better. Every All the pieces are going to align. The stars are going to align, and we're going to have a great year with Topper. All right. Earn Mopar says Topper, manager of the year. Bam. Even and better. And welcome in, Mopar. And everybody that's been hanging out with us, make sure you're hitting that like button when you're in here. Uh, we appreciate all of you. So I, I like it. Rob, manager you. of the year. All right. I do want to say CMC. If they win the NL at least he'll probably win manager of the year right. because the Braves are so perceived to be I know such we've a talked juggernaut. about the players and the team and the schedule, but let's talk about the man, in, one of the, the men in charge and the man in charge in terms of the team. It's Rob. It's Rob. Uh, CMC, I do want to give well wishes to your sister who is uh, having a four hour surgery up in Boston. Hopefully Oof. that goes well and that everything you know, heals properly, sending love, hugs, and all the positive vibes your way today for you and your family. All right, guys. Um, after having that moment of positivity, let's have a moment of... Failure. Failure. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. It's Ty an MOF. Tyler, uh, how would you rank today's oh, difficulty? No. So if yesterday was like a nine... Oh, no. By the way, it was Frenchie, Jeff Francoeur, for those that missed it. Is that fair? Yesterday was a nine out of ten? I thought that was tough because it could have been just like generic, yeah. any right-handed batter. It could have been Mike Schmidt. So yesterday was a nine. I would say today is a six. 
Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So one okay. being, okay. one being, if you don't get this, you don't watch baseball. Ten being like this is super, super hard. Like Ryan Howard's a one. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like that one was. That one was a layup for you guys. I think y'all are taking this silhouette thing pretty. That okay. one was, uh, but that one, you guys crushed that one. That we was did. a layup we for did. you guys. So, and then a ten being like, I would, I'll give you, kudos forever if you get this. And I think today is probably a six, okay. ish, maybe oh a five, gosh. maybe a six. Oh no, mm. I don't love that. All right, Tyler. All right, let, let me. Re- all right, I will tell you this. I think the name is probably like a four. Uh-huh. The stance is more like a six. Wait, what? The stance oh, no. is going to be harder to get than the I name. I just need a word bank because I can't think, or name bank, I can't think of people. Here's your, uh, here's I'm your player. I'm going to come up with my own name bank. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, wait, oh, wait, just... wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh-oh. This might not be the right one, guys. I may have put the wrong one up. Wait, do you oh, have the no, answer we're, for it? We're good. That's the right one. I like the hair. A little bit of lettuce there in the back. <laughs> That's a hand. Wait, what? That's his hand. No. Oh. Wow. See, this is why it's difficult. How does that looks like hair flo- flowing in the wind? All right, that's a lefty. Uh, Mike, I, I can promise no, you not. that is his hand. Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. I need you to clarify left or right because I can literally okay. see both ways. Why I'm texting I, you my answer. I'm gonna call myself uh, not dyslexic. What is it? Dyslexic. Dyslexic. Yes. But I'm gonna be ambidextrous where I can see both sides. Tyler, my answer is in. Okay. Wait, I don't what? believe we've used that guy. Okay. If we have, let me off the hook. All right, Jamie's answer is in. We have not used that guy, right? You have not, we have, or we have not used that guy, correct? All right. I just went with my gut. I'm not going to... Wait, Dave P sees a lefty? I, no, I changed to a righty. Just for transparency. I saw lefty at first, I, but then I switched to a righty. Is it a lefty or a righty? <laughs> I feel like you can tell us that. It's a righty. <sighs> It's a righty, people. It's a righty. Michael Franco. I'm just no. going to, you know what? I'm going to start know, just be. rotating this same guess, group of CMC. names until one of them is correct. The, the thing that I uh, am focusing on is how straight up the upper torso is. That's what mm. made me guess what I guessed. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, that's fair. Because this guy, I think, is one of those kind of like stiff back athletes. Do you know what I mean by I that? I got you. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like some I, guys are fluid and like Gumby-like. The and then guy some you guys, guessed is pretty... Um, like Robert Covington is a stiff back yeah, athlete. Pretty you know? stagnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like looking at the pants and the yeah. legs. Well, I mean, you know, Gene Segura's their famous fat ass was on here, and I miss that. So People wear their... And then they just are feel... I feel like they're very distinct in how they are wearing... Oh, yeah. Whatever so. helps you get an advantage. Like if it's, if yeah. it's like sock height or... You know, do they have a shield or how, you know what I mean? Like whatever helps you Mm -hmm. use it to your advantage. Okay. I'm going to go, brother. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm. People guessing Stott, it is a right-handed batter. That has been confirmed. We were given that clue today. I think that needs to be a given every day. This is really challenging. To even know if they're right or left. Are they a current player or a former? I'm not, I'm not giving oh, you that okay. answer. Okay, <laughs> I figured I would try. Dang it. I don't know. 
You have you already put uh, your person in? So mm-hmm. if, if you if you make a guess, Renee, and, and both of your answers are wrong, I will give you a follow-up hint <laughs> oh and a second boy. chance. I don't like failing twice in one. That's day. all I'm gonna say. I'm not saying I'm not confirming Mine's or denying Jamie's answer. Oh, Chris Slemmer, I could see that. I will say this though, if you both get this guess the same person, you don't get a second chance. Is that fair? I don't Okay. Well I don't think we're gonna guess the same person. I don't okay. Think so. Because I'm just throwing out random names. I can see CMCs, and I could also see Chris Slemmers. I think this one's tough. Victorino, Spiral Out, we already used. Uh, the Flying Hawaiian was previously used. Um, All right. You know, I did it. It's Mopar done. Mopar thinks it's Alec Bohm. We already did Alec Bohm, unfortunately. All right. So I think we did. Both yeah. of your answers are locked. I will tell you that... Both you and the chat, no one got it correct today. Okay. So I will give you one more hint on who this player is. Annoying. This player had multiple stints with the Phillies. Oh, so that is annoying. Okay. Multiple stints with the Phillies. Yes. Okay. Interesting. And was is it who I guessed yesterday? No. Was acquired <laughs> was acquired in different ways. For each of the stints. What? Different stints with the Phillies, right? You know, right? these hints don't help as much as you think, but I appreciate the hint. That's helpful. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, By the way, Christy <laughs> said someone who has flow. That's a hand, guys. Yeah, his hand looks like hair. It that's does look not like hair. hair. Um, has, okay, so you still haven't CMC, heard. CMC, that was my guess yesterday, Marlon Bird, because I, I think he had, didn't he, he had two. He did have two, yes. Yeah. Um, Wow, somebody from 2006 to now that had multiple stints with the Phillies. And the annoying thing is, like, he could have been with the Phillies in 2006. Like, he was with them prior, but then was also with them after. Like, 2006 and seven. Cesar didn't have two stints, did he? I don't believe so. Yeah, he was just the one. Um, oh, Freddie? Didn't he have two? Freddie Galvis did have two stints with the Phillies. It's not right. It's not right. <laughs> but he did wow. have two stints with the Phillies. Okay. Damn you, Tyler. Wait, let me try guessing. Uh, I will give you one more hint. And if you don't get it on this one, oh we're just man. going with, we're just, we're yeah, just going to show it. 20 guys. Aaron Rowan didn't have two stints. No. no. Okay, I'm going to text you two answers. They're oh, probably both wrong. Did he play third base? I'm not giving you any more hints than that. I will give you one more hint, but it's not that. All right. All right, I'll text you my last guess. It's the only other guy I can think of with multiple stints. All right, Jamie's locked in. Dang it, my guy is not right. Again. Okay. Crap. All right, we ready to we ready yeah, to show this? I don't this? even know who to guess right. because the multiple stints thing. Well, my first guess for the record down. was Reese. Your uh, yeah, your so your first guess was Reese. Uh, Renee, your first guess was Cast- Castellanos. I could I could uh, see that. Jamie, yeah. your follow up guess after the second hint is indeed correct. Placido. I almost said it. Are you freaking kidding me? Wow. Okay. Very underrated player here. Okay. I actually almost Very went. underrated player through his career. Yeah, for his career. Had a really good career. He did. I liked Placido a lot. Yeah, so he was traded for... I forgot. Uh, traded in part with the... Uh, he was the big piece in the return from, for Scott Rowland. And then um, later signed as a free agent yeah. after his stint with the... Detroit? Tigers. Yeah. And then was traded for a machete murderer. Mm-hmm. Placido Palanco! This has been fun, guys. Aren't we having fun? Yay, We're having fun. fun. Yay. I mean, we, I we both I actually almost failed. said him. 
Oh, well, go with the gut. That's why I fire right away. I try not to think too hard. Oh, my God. Straight shooter with upper management written my, all I need, over I need to do my homework. Because how many do we have left? 20-something? Uh, like 50-something? Probably like 28 to 30. Oh, my Lanta. What else? Who else? Okay. Oh, there's plenty of players. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Plus all. all right, guys. Well, this has been fun. That, by the way, what Dave just said was going to be my last hit. Always had a fat lip in. <laughs> he was like a chipmunk. He, his lips were always full. Man, or oh man. Cheeks, I should say. What a time. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you had fun hanging with us because we've gone over an hour 15. We have a new height in terms of uh, a new high, I should say, for our times at 120 and counting. So let's wrap this bad boy up because, wow, we're going way off the rails and way overboard. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget, we'll be down at Clearwater in Clearwater for spring training. You can join us for our PHOI road trip in March. That's a great way to spend your St. Patrick's Day and the start of spring with us down at uh, Clearwater in, for spring training. So be sure to check out those details on our website. It's on the Follow. events tab, yeah. Correct. Follow, subscribe, join the conversation. We'll be back tomorrow actually at 11 a.m. We're bumping this bad boy up an hour. Let's see if we can get our show under an hour. We'll be starting at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Probably not. We won't. It'll be 65 minutes is my guess. So thanks so much for tuning in. Glad you had fun. Chris, Dave, CMC, the other Dave, Spiral Out, Mickey, Christy, we appreciate all of you. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, you, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We all silly like the mayor.